What's up, brewskies? My name is Marco Dupa, and with me as always, the great and powerful, it's Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up? Tonight's brew is from Atlas Brew Works. Now, this is a special delivery from friend of the show and just all around uh, great human being and friend of us. <laughs> Spencer, um, he's from the D.C. area, or at least he, he's not from, but he lives in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. Grabbed a couple of things for us from a couple of breweries out there. So we are starting with this one, and Adam is going to have a little bit more uh, uh, on the beer itself after the break. What's on tap? Boy, howdy, has it been a week in pop culture and just in general. But we're going to keep it to pop culture. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to do ourselves a little mini trailer trash. Trailer trash. We're going to talk about the implications of what it means now that Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, has taken over creative at the house of WW. I just call him. (sighs) 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 And last but not least... Rockstar finally, finally giving us just, just, just a, just a squeeze of information on GTA Six, and um, already rife with controversy. Yeah, and so let's get all up in that bitch. This is episode three sixty two of the One Beer In podcast. is the one beer in podcast the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and we see where that one brew takes us so without further ado obi tell the people a little bit more about what we're drinking tonight. i would love to uh this is the atlas brew works district common craft beer excuse me craft lager (laughs) it's just a beer it's just a beer um, brewed by Atlas Brewing Works LLC, Washington D.C. Beer brewed in the district. Atlas Beer, no Atlas Brewworks dot com. You got it. It's look. It's a cold read. It's cold. It's been for, a while. It's been a while. Uh, this is a solar powered beer, which is kind of cool. Yeah. 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 yeah and so, yeah. you know, I uh, I didn't want to lay this on early, but there isn't a cold read for the beer itself. Mm. However, instead. They have a fun fact in the back, which, okay. which is nice. So there's a cold read, sort of. Yeah, kind of. Uh, there's a picture here. Maybe I, I can take one. We can insert into the the show itself. I can, yeah. Um, it's of a contraption of some sort. It says Hancock fountain pen. Ah, cock. <laughs> uh <laughs> uncovered in the catacombs of Beacon Hill, the Hancock Estate in Boston. This pen scratched the first signature of a new nation and forever transformed our forefathers from British heretics to brave heroes. Uh, so yeah, that's a lot, lots, a lot for a beer can. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, it also does say you compared this beer with lemon chicken, local oysters and pork medallions. It comes in at a light crisp 5.1%. 
uh, 12 degrees P. Mm. I know what that means. Mm -hmm. 20 IBU mm -hmm. and 8 CIRM. CIRM. That's SRM. I uh -huh. don't. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know I what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it's neat. It's cool. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Not a yeah. not a traditional cold read, but a cold read nonetheless. We've been doing this for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's fun. Yeah. Let's get into it. Mm. Ooh, that's nice. DC brood. That's nice. All right. Let's jump right into this with a little bit of trailer trash. Trailer trash. <laughs> Wakanda forever. You, get, <laughs> just, you, you just have a, to. Just a cute, cute little. <laughs> um, For everyone listening, a silent, <laughs> a silent X across yeah. our arms. <laughs> uh, so Comic Con has is it still going on as of the recording? Uh, no, or? I think it's over. Okay, so Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, come, yeah, the San Diego Comic Con, which is like the Comic Con, mm -hmm. it's the con, yeah, uh, where all of the big shit gets announced, Marvel. Had a fucking free for all out there. Of course, was just just slanging and banging, baby, just throwing everything against the wall, letting people know that we hear your cries, we hear your criticisms, and guess what? We don't care. <laughs> we will continue, <laughs> continue to make this stuff and on. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff to be excited about. There's a lot of stuff that you know uh, may raise some concerns, some mm -hmm. eyebrows, what have you. We're not going to spend the entire episode talking about comic-con sure. we're gonna give you a cute little trailer trash on this wakanda forever because it was just a teaser and uh one of the most highly anticipated um projects coming out of marvel yeah. i'd say this maybe guardians 3 and uh blade mm -hmm. yeah probably the ones that are most like you know give us some more information on yeah uh and obviously people's criticisms of like what's next for like what is happening in phase four and like sure. what's the point what's the plan this? is there a plan yeah so let's uh let's just dive right in sure. wakanda forever beautiful trailer yeah very emotional uh as you said very sad yes <laughs> just very melancholy yeah uh i bummed as, me the fuck i was gonna say yeah as i said to you personally Almost distractingly so, in my opinion. Like, I, I understand this is the first look. We're supposed to get a, a general sense of the, you know, emotional feel of the movie, which, you know, inherently is going to be emotional. Yeah. Um, But it's almost distractingly, like, somber, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I understand, you know, superhero movies aren't a genre unto themselves. They can be kind of anything. Um. I'm just curious to see if that's going to work while also telling like a, a story uh, with ups and downs and, and feeling like they can move on from the, um, you know, in universe tragedy of, of losing T'Challa and the real life tragedy of losing Chadwick Boseman. Mm. I'll say the first movie, as good as it was, wasn't that consequential as far as the universe is considered no it was if you it, think about yeah it. it was just i mean it was kind of um i feel like it was almost like a uh a launch pad for that character to and, yeah. and the universe of of that character right right um, i mean it was one of the better origin story movies mm -hmm. so 
I think at the end of the day, like people have their criticisms and stuff about the original movie, and like maybe it's a little overrated. Did it deserve to get an Oscar nomination for best film of the year? I don't know. Probably yeah, not. Not no. you know when you think about it. But for all that, it's still it's still an incredible movie, yeah. and it is I think top three first movies mm-hmm. in in the universe. Yeah, or in the cinematic universe rather. So I don't expect this second one to do anything outside of that you know i had expected to just like continue all of their stories i don't mm-hmm. expect it to be this big i don't expect it to be like civil war or like iron man 3 or something like you know big consequential i just i feel like again there's no room for that with all the tragedies swirling around it you know yeah. like it, it it's gonna have to this this movie is gonna have to sort of reset the deck of what black panther is yeah um, which is unfortunate. It's going to have to be another origin story, essentially. Yeah. Um, with characters that we already know. So I, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough, man. It, it's it's um, it's kind of like fuck. I mean, immediately when he died, I mean, it, it, as terrible as it sounds, it's like that's a horrible tragedy. What are they going to do? Well, we talked about it on the show when yeah. it happened. You know, like it 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 um, it is one of those things that he was so iconic in that role that you have to wonder. <laughs> how they're going to play this out yeah. you know cuz it and again it's it's such an important character in the MCU that it needs to be addressed they can't just be like you know uh T'Challa's out now yeah. you know they, they well, can't pull like a fast and furious and i know that they i know that their plan was always to have his sister take over mm-hmm. but that was supposed to be like in the third or fourth sure, yeah, yeah. it was you know and it's a, it is a, a storyline it's a comic book storyline yeah. for that to happen um, yeah but I guess they're just kind of forced into doing that now instead of later. I am very, very intrigued at the idea of them killing him off in the movie. Because mm-hmm. I wonder how they're going to do that. Because yeah. he has to be killed off screen. Sure. Unless it's all CG or unless they filmed enough like B-roll to get to get something out of him. I don't think they would do that, though. That That's like... that's. That's gross, you know. Like, you think? Yeah, yeah. To but show I mean, killing him, to show, to show him getting to killed? show him get killed, you know, when he is dead now. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's that would be too much. I, I yeah. can almost guarantee that they're going to do it off screen, um, and it just be this like emotional gut punch. I, my my, because I wasn't even thinking that. I'm like, you know, I think there's almost no chance that that happens. But my bigger question is. How are they going to explain it away? Is it going to be a character that kills him, or is it going to be just, you know, an accident? Is he going to be killed saving people? You know, make him this martyr and hero. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm curious as to how they deal with it because that's obviously it's such a tightrope walk. That to has do. to be the way that they do it, right? He's like he gets crushed by some building while people are like running out yeah. or something like saving that, saving babies and, or you know, yeah, because they have murals up of him on yeah. everything. Like he is seen as this martyr sure in some way shape or form yeah. so it's gonna it, be interesting it reminds me a lot of like um how they're doing um iron man yeah you know like uh, there's murals of tony stark everywhere and yeah there's a reverence for him and you know yeah so i i think it, they may take a, a play out of that playbook it's just again you see him sacrificing himself and obviously mm-hmm. like you said it's it'd be a little more difficult to actually show it it's like really morbid i don't know yeah but at the same time, like the emotional heft of seeing him do that, and then wa- and then seeing the 
consequences of those actions in the subsequent films mm -hmm. is really interesting. Yeah. To have him just be killed off off screen. I mean, I guess it's as simple as like in, in Independence Day, how they killed off Will Smith's character. They just did a, you know, he just crashed his plane. He's gone. And yeah. They, yeah, they just like. Yeah. I, I mean, I, maybe maybe they'll go as far as like showing the aftermath and maybe like, you know, his mask laying there or something, you know, yeah, like just kind of off screen. But you still see the, the carnage that was involved with what happened. Yeah. Well, let's get it. Let's talk about the trailer itself, because we sure. spent too much speculating on. Sure one aspect of it but the trailer itself like you said somber yeah almost to a fault mm -hmm. um but it looks amazing yeah yeah C cinematography wise it looks looks incredible and they bring back pretty much everyone from black panther that you're used to seeing yeah um it looks like they're gonna have angela bassett just really oh, yeah. lifting of really course. throwing throwing her weight around just just fucking rough, rough, yeah. rough. At, at, at the peak of her power yeah which um, I'm a fan of. Of course. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? Right. Oh, we did get to see the uh, the villain, Namor. Namor, the uh, first mutant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. He looks cool. I'm yeah. a little concerned with, like, doing the over-CG thing, especially with all the MCU fallout for, you know, overworking all of their artists. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think we're a little past that. I don't know how you go back. To not having as much CG in these movies. Well, especially so soon. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see ripple effects from all of those people coming out and speaking out against, like, terrible work conditions. We're already seeing it. Already seeing a bunch of people haven't gone public, but you, there's... I don't know if you saw that article. Some big article in... Nah, I don't remember what magazine. But, uh, yeah, they were talking about the working conditions, not just... Like actual artists mm -hmm. were like, I'll never work for them again. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I saw, you know, I see coworkers breaking down all the time. Yeah. We're overworked, understaffed. And how Marvel bullies these effect houses. Mm -hmm. they're like, they're like super nefarious and, well, and can. dark they're, and gross. They're the biggest name in the game. So they're going to dangle that weight over the, the, the artists who are struggling. Yeah. To working, you know, seven hours a week. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just sometimes you get wrapped up in the image that they purport. And uh, even as an adult, sometimes I'm like, damn, I can't believe that they did that. <laughs> Be, you know, they, they make comic book movies. You yeah. would think that everybody is like having the time right. of their that lives. sounds great. Yeah. I mean, it, the actors go out there and they, they talk about how much fun the movies were made and yeah. there's all this camaraderie and stuff. And you just think like, oh, it must it must be a fucking thrill ride. It must be yeah. just a, a, a walk in a theme park every day you show up sure. to set. And you don't think about like Marvel being this like shitty corporation yeah conglomerate that's just like get it done now <laughs> i don't care how you do it you're gonna do it though kevin feige's just walking around slamming people's heads <laughs> on desks yeah always like, be closing oh oh, oh tammy over here is tired did you hear that tammy's tired you know what tammy you can go home and sleep all you want because you're fucking fired yeah uh-huh. Oh god. Slaps people with an infinity gauntlet. <laughs> he walks around with the gauntlet on. <laughs> he goes, You're fired. Like, You're fired. Wait, is, he, is he is he serious? You're fired. Is he hey, serious? hey. 50% of you guys. Fired. Out. <laughs> I don't care who it is. You pick. <laughs> he does the joker. Mm -hmm. Snaps a pool table. Make it fast. Yeah. 
expanding our team. Um, <laughs> what was he say? Aggressive expansion. Uh, aggressive expansion. Yeah. That's, that's such a good song. That's good. Remember when movies were good. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah. Uh, uh, my, my point in bringing that up is just I, I do think we're going to see them have a reckoning. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's coming and, soon. And either coming start to a theater near you, <laughs> literally Marvel's reckoning, and pulling pulling back a little bit on that aggressive uh, 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 those aggressive tactics in the workplace. Yeah, well, now that somebody's blown the whistle, like you can't go back. No, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. No. Uh, but for now, we have a ton of that apparently in this new movie because a lot of it's underwater, and I I don't know I that that's one. One ping I'll give it against it is that I don't know unless you are Avatar two. Underwater scenes just remind me of Star Wars, like the prequels. It, mm. It, mm. I don't know. I, I I can't shake that vibe. But that's just what I was thinking the entire time that we're seeing like these underwater people swimming around. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I mean, story wise, seems interesting that there's this underwater tribe and. There's a war uh, in Wakanda and this new threat. And again, that mixed with new people taking up the mantle of the defenders of Wakanda and mm-hmm. Black Panther is yeah. interesting. And we didn't get a ton of information, which is the other thing. It was a good, it's a good teaser because right. it didn't yeah. spoil a lot or anything really, yeah. as far as we know. And um, just looks good. So. <clears throat> Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say not trash. Not trash. No. Trash. Not trash. All right. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? You speak for yourselves. You let us know. Wakanda forever. Trash. Not trash. Hit us in the comments. Yeah. All right. One of the bigger stories that has come out in sports entertainment. It's real to me, damn it. (laughs) Has been another reckoning in an industry. Sure. Which is that Vince Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the the godfather of modern wrestling as we know it. So he didn't invent wrestling, but he is the guy who, for all his faults, and there are many. <laughs> sure. Let he, me count the ways. He is the guy who spearheaded what is modern sports entertainment. What you think of when you think of wrestling is all thanks to Vincent McMahon. So, that being said, turns out he's a real no-good guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's what you would call a scumbag. Oh, really? Yeah, if you couldn't tell by, never <laughs> by the way that he wrote the episodes, by the way that he treated the women who worked for him, by just his all-around demeanor, by the fact that he thought it was okay for him to say the N-word uh, to a black man's face and wear a do-rag. I mean, it, the oh, list goes God. on. I couldn't believe that actually happened. No, it's incredible. It was incredible. Uh, and he says it, it. What's great about that is he says it to Cena, John Cena, when Cena was doing his thugonomics thing, which is already kind of problematic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's doing that thing, and, Cena, and Vince, Vince McMahon says it to him and then walks... And then off screen, it cuts to Booker T. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did he just say that? <laughs> like, yeah, Book, he did. What are you going to do about it? You yeah. obviously okayed it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or was just powerless to do sure. anything about it. Yeah. Which power is, dynamics. Yeah. Let's talk about power dynamics. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So all of the evidence that would lead you to believe that this man is probably not the greatest human being in the world has come to a head in 2022 because there's been an internal investigation and they have found that he paid off multiple women, not just one, not just two, an innumerable amount of women. Mm. Uh, uh, paid off uh, to not come forward with um, sexual assault allegations. Um, he he uh, had an affair with multiple women, consensual, uh, but obviously they didn't want it coming out that the um, face of this company was not playing a character, but was indeed a scumbag in sure. real life. Yeah, and you know they have a lot of people to answer to with the um, with the. Um, Stockholders and whatnot. Yeah, they have yeah. a whole board of of people now that that run that company. It's well, a publicly I mean, traded company. It's called method acting, and if you can't handle it, then I mean that's that's what he should have done. That's what he should have said. It's funny when the <laughs> allegations first came to light. His response was, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back on TV <laughs> and just start announcing things and yep. pretending like it wasn't going on." And everyone was like, "Are you going to even acknowledge yeah. that this is happening?" Hey, right we now? heard some things. Uh, <laughs> You okay? And he just tried to, like like most rich white men do when they get caught and stuff like this, the first couple of months they either pretend like it's not going on or try to pretend like it's not as big as it mm -hmm. is and just kind of hope that it's going to get swept it's, under it's the rug. It's a witch hunt. Yeah, yeah. And then they, yes, of course, and then they turn it into, you know, they're coming after me for this, that, and the other thing. They're jealous. So he finally, finally steps down as... CEO, and if basically to, to, to give you guys some context of how the company kind of gets run, there are a couple of people who are in McMahon's like inner circle, mm -hmm. but McMahon has the final say on literally everything that happens, sure. down to what the announcers say. He is notorious for being backstage with an earpiece and a mic, <clears throat> Yelling at the announcers to what they should and shouldn't say. Like, he he runs the whole show. He is the executive producer. He is the director. Sometimes he's the actor. He has his hands in Ugh. everything. Talk about bad work environments. Yeah. So, with this shuffle, I guess Vin Stephanie, his daughter, has now taken over as CEO. She's co-CEO with uh, another guy. I forgot his name. Nick Khan. Um, they're the CEOs. Triple H former wrestler now uh behind the scenes guy is taken over f for creative mm -hmm. and this is a big deal in in wwe namely because triple h is credited as being responsible for nxt right which was their like development program which has turned into like their third show mm -hmm. because it's become so popular yeah he was the guy who spearheaded that, him and Shawn Michaels. Most of the decisions that got made, this was basically his pet project. And they just kind of gave him the reins on this thing. Mm -hmm. And for a good, like, five or six-year span, it was, like, the premier show. Right. It was the best thing that was happening in wrestling. The guys that were coming to the show were all a bunch of indie guys who were getting signed by Triple H because he's got his ear to the ground. And he's signing these indie starlets, bringing them in. 
making them stars. Then they get shipped up to the main shows, and and then they get squashed and their careers take a nosedive. We don't worry about that. Though. Nah, that's all past. Yeah. So the thought was that Triple H was going to take over for Vince McMahon eventually anyway right. because of what he was doing with NXT. But then they start talking about the ratings for NXT. It's not doing too well. Mm. Now we don't like these guys because they're too small. They're too flippy floppy. There's these guys that they, they, they do the flippy shit, as it's called. And Triple H's kind of reputation takes a, not a nosedive, but it takes a hit. Sure. As a guy who was kind of entrusted with the reins to a guy who was like, well, he can't sell a product. He can he can bring in, you know, these weirdos and flippy guys and people will be entertained. But can he sell a product? Can he sell a T-shirt? Can he get ad revenue? Mm-hmm. Didn't look like he could do it. Right. But now with this internal shakeup. They kind of have no choice, right? <laughs> they have other guys who are in Vince McMahon's inner circle who could run the show, but it seems like they're taking a chance on a well-balanced breakfast here. Sure. With Stephanie McMahon kind of running the show, but Triple H kind of running the creative. Yeah, they've they've uh, diversified their bonds, if you will. Yes. Uh, and another thing, I don't know if you know this, they changed their rating. They're no longer a PG program. Ooh. They've gone to TV 14. Wow. Which is another really big deal. And the timing on this is not coincidence. Okay. This this change, this is this is this is a big deal, man. You might see. I mean, uh, wrestling will never return to the heyday of the late 90s, early 2000s when they were doing like but nobody can really the, do those I, I, I was going to say the world isn't going to return right. to the heyday of professional wrestling. Yeah. In the ni- late 90s. Yeah, you just can't you just can't. I mean I, I mean what I mean sitcoms and big streaming shows like Stranger Things do those numbers. Nobody else do, do, the, do does those numbers no. anymore. But I do think you might see kind of a resurgence of the quality of the show. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So I'm pretty excited. Well, and I'm curious with that that bump because actually I meant more so the gratuity, the violence, mm-hmm. the blood, the boobies, you know, all the stuff that everyone tuned into uh in in that era. I don't think you can go back to that. No, no, no. And they're not going to. The plan isn't as far as I know the plan isn't to do that. And that was going to be my question was what do you think this this uh, change in rating is heralding? Because it has to be something. They did it for a reason. They didn't do it for nothing. Yeah. So what do you think this is all pointing to? I, I think I don't think you're going to see, you know, infernal matches and bra and panty matches. Those aren't coming back. Right. But I do think that you're going to see more mature themes, mm-hmm. which is good because if you let these a lot of these guys and girls are really really talented. And the the fucking shackles that McMahon had on creative was stunting the growth of some of these guys. Like, yeah. I mean, if you look at Roman Reigns, for instance, <clears throat> the minute that they finally decided to, you know, kind of let go and say, let's let's go with the flow. People don't like him. And so let's let's play off of that. You can't sit here and tell me with a straight face that they propped him up 
as the face of the company and as a good guy for five years to lay the foundation to turn him heel. I don't if you I don't believe that. I believe that they let him headline four straight WrestleManias and he's good looking. He's the Rock's cousin. He has a decent skill set. He's a sellable face if you can pull it off. I think that's what they were banking on. Yeah. And the crowd was like, "Fuck you and fuck him." <laughs> It's too perfect. Yeah. You it, don't yeah. get off that easy. Exactly. Wrestling fans are notorious for that. Yeah. If it seems yeah. like it's too uh, made up and too, like, packaged for them, they turn on it. They're savvy. Yeah, yeah. they are. They, I mean, for, for you know, you say what you will about wrestling fans, <laughs> and you can say a lot. <laughs> They're savvy. Yeah. And so he, they finally accepted that he wasn't going to be Mr. You know John Cena 2.0 right. or even The Rock 2.0. He had to be his own guy. Once they start letting him do that, I mean, look what's happened. True. Sure. It's been no exaggeration, revolutionary. Yeah. He's he's kind of he's done a 180 for his character and for his career. He's the hottest thing in in WWE. Yeah. He's held the belts for I don't even know how long. He's a double champion. They let him whoop Brock Lesnar multiple times. Mm. I mean, he's he's and no one's getting tired of it. Like he's still he's on a hot streak. Yeah. So much so that his cousins, the Usos, they're the tag team champions because they've done this whole like faction with the bloodline and like he's he is the hottest thing. Yeah. All it takes is just letting these guys kind of do what they do. And I don't know why you wouldn't. That takes such hubris for you to think that you know better than the person who's supposed to be out there doing it every night. Have you seen Vincent McMahon? I have. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, uh, of course, it's not going to work out for everyone. Not everyone has the best idea. No, right. So, but, you know, let them go out there. Let them make a mistake. Let them fail. And then figure out what to do with them. Yeah. You know, like, it's a pretty simple system. It's not like once you premiere your you know your character uh you can't go back and like tweak it or completely reinvent yourself multiple times characters uh, uh wrestlers have done that so. yeah i i just don't understand the apprehension to to let them do what they do there's a lot of strange things that the company has let happen in the past couple of years that i can only attribute to fear of you know losing even one viewer if they feel like they have a thing that they can maintain and hold on to, like let's say they have 3 million viewers and they look at that episode and they go, this is what worked, this is what didn't. They're not going to take a chance on losing even one viewer because they're like, this is what's working. This is what the stockbrokers are here for. This is what the board accepts. This is like, we ha- this is the thing. It's crystallized. Like, don't fuck with it. Right. Which is like, <clears throat> like when they did all those releases uh, the last couple of years mm-hmm. with COVID and with everything going on they had to they had to release a bunch of people well one of the biggest releases was bray wyatt and i on this show talked about how good of a before he got released i I think it was maybe it probably i don't think we were doing the cheers yet but i talked about at length how good bray wyatt is yeah and how good his character was the fiend Mm -hmm. and the firehouse uh firefly house and like all the shit that he was doing i was fucking 
mesmerized. It brought me back to watching it on like a semi-weekly basis or just watching clips and stuff. I was like, this dude is absolutely crushing it week in and week out. And they fucking released (laughs) him. He had one of the highest contracts. And I think that that was also probably part of it. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember you saying that when, when he did get released. Yeah, he was getting paid a lot of money. Yeah, that they were just, But he deserved it. They, they looked at the uh the accounts and was like, yeah, you got like, it. we we can take a hit on this. And yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. You go back to CM Punk's infamous pipe bomb. And one of the things that he said in that promo was, I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel's going to keep turning. When I'm gone, you guys are going to keep buying those cups. You're going to keep supporting this company. And he's right. Yeah. No matter what, for some reason, there's like a dedicated like three to four million people <laughs> yeah, yeah. who will show up week in and week out no matter what they put in front of them. It's just their thing, you know, it, yeah. and, and that's what makes it appear to be too big to fail. Mm-hmm. But it, of course, is not. And yeah. any time someone says this thing is too big to fail, it never is. Right. <laughs> Look at the Titanic, you know. <laughs> Timely reference. Thank you. That's what we're about on this show. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I am curious as sort of a, a wrestling uh, uh, mostly outsider. I I dip a toe from time to time. Um, <clears throat> how having someone like Triple H as essentially the creative director of the entire thing, how that's going to go? Because you know he is from that late '90s prime yeah time era. Um, that we we look back at fondly and maybe having someone that was boots in the ground at that time will lend itself to you know giving these guys a bit more leeway as far as what their act is going to be yeah how they want to perform you know uh, their entire persona well he's lived through it all you know yeah he he was in the he was there in the early 90s with a shitty character he had he was he's a prime example of a guy who you know Look like, all right, what, what are we doing with this dude? Like, yeah. what what can he... And then immediately was like, this is, you know, saw a chance or was given a chance, rather, and took it and ran with it to the tune of being one of the most popular superstars of all time. Yeah. One of the most highly decorated champions. And not only that, but, like, lasting from the 90s into the early millennium into today. Like, if he if he wasn't forced out due to injury i mean they were there was plans for him to have one more match and he had that one match with batista at like wrestlemania 34 or 35 and he could still go like he could yeah. still go so and the guy's been doing it for years he knows what it takes i think i think this is a this is going to be interesting to see like how much cuz there are rumors I've seen a lot of people speculating that this is kind of like a figurehead kind of thing to mm, kind of appease sure, the sure. internet fans that he's not really in control, that it's more of like a yeah. collective effort and all that stuff. And kind of how it was with NXT, you thought that he was in control, but then the minute that they decided they didn't want to experiment with, you know, little English guys anymore, then it was fucking done. It was over. Yeah. They just started bringing in beefy guys and going like, this is just going to be raw 2.0. Fuck you. There's, I just love how much conspiracy theories there are within the wrestling community. <laughs> Cause it's like, you can't tell what's real or not. No. So there's an inherent like distrust in every news article that comes out. Yeah. It's like, where's the line? Where, where's the line for, okay, 
this is actually happening yeah. in real life. Like, no, there's <laughs> there's legal proceedings happening. Yeah. Because even looking at the Vince McMahon stuff, I'm like, yeah. publicity. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and the, the, the thing about that is it gets more conflated because they understand that people are reading Reddit and the dirt sheets and stuff. And so they will feed, like, fake information sure. that looks real yeah. to kind of throw you off the scent yeah. of disinformation something. act yeah. yeah and it's it's crazy they've they've gotten in on it the only re the only way to know for real is when a was when a wrestler either breaks character or it gets reported outside of um any kind of like a wwe Blog. affiliate or something yeah. yeah so if you see it on like fucking bleacher report or even worse like cnn or fox news sure. or something you're like oh shit that yeah. actually happened takes and a it's lot of work it takes a lot to get there though it does. Yeah. It does. A lot of that is fucking. They're they're, they're very uh, they're very careful about yeah. how highly insulated. Very 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 yeah. much so. Well, so it's gonna be interesting. I mean, you know, if you guys, <laughs> if you're not interested in that, sorry, <laughs> you just skip this whole bit. Yeah, yeah, but it's fine. I would say if you're even a casual wrestling fan, that the next year or so is gonna be fun to see what they do with it. Sure, this is a very very wide open opportunity to kind of just go crazy and see kind of see what happens because the tv 14 thing is a big deal whether vince mcmahon is a, is is leading it or not switching to tv 14 is like saying we're 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 gonna we're trying something new mm-hmm. and you haven't seen that in years yeah you know all of their stuff has seemed to be well packaged polished and funneled through many many layers yeah and very approval very safe yeah do you think that has the final question on the subject uh do you think that has anything to do with aew and the success of aew i think that they would pretend like it doesn't but i think it does mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of people who say that wwe is too big to even notice aew sure. at this point but you would be a fool to not assume that they're not looking at how successful that AEW has been with a TV 14 rating. They yeah. were TV 14 from the jump. Right. And they've done some like really violent shit <laughs> yeah. on TV. Yeah. And uh, I mean, kind of reminded people of wrestling in, in its, in its attitude era. heyday. Yeah, it not just WWE, but WWE and WCW and um, ECW. Mm-hmm. It is refreshing. Like when AEW was on, like when they're when they're doing shit when they're doing good stuff like their shit is it's it's a good product. Yeah. I mean they they got a lot of fluff and they're they're starting to uh kind of look like WCW t- taking in a lot of old WWE guys and trying to you know ride the coattails of of these older dudes nostalgia. And st- yeah and and it, you know if 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 uh if if uh home I fucking forgot the uh, owner's name his name is also his last name is also Khan. Hmm. <clears throat> if he's smart, he'll jump off of that and 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 start helping like these younger guys. I don't I don't I, I'll get off of I'll get <laughs> off from here. But I I hope that Triple H will go back to doing what he was doing when he was running NXT, which was yeah. bringing in younger talent and giving them leeway to as you said, make make mistakes develop their character and figure it out along the way because there is some young hot talent that doesn't get any doesn't get a chance because we're still 
were just uh, WWE or wrestling in general is just so built on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's it it's crazy. It's one of the only <laughs> media entities that survives in part because of how much we won't let go of the past. Whether it's the guys from the eighties. Then the guys from the 90s and now the guys from the early 2000s like we're bringing back fucking you know kurt angle and and these like um <clears throat> ruthless ruthless aggression era guys and it's like just let these young guys go man let yeah, these young yeah. guys do their thing and you know we'll see we'll see that's partially our uh, entire generation's fault for being such nostalgia heads so I'll t- i mean i'll say this I I am I'm one of those guys that are like I'm sick of seeing the older dudes. I'm well, sick of it. it it's, Even my favorite guys. I'm yeah. like I don't I don't need to see Stone Cold Steve Austin come. Sure, I mean sure. I can watch him come back and do like a, a hosting gig or something. Yeah, but I yeah. don't need to see him wrestle again. No no no. It, and it's it's uh, diminishing returns every yeah. time. It, it it sucks more and more the more that they do it over and, time. And you know what? Even if Steve Austin can go like he did, like and he can't, but he looked good when he when he when he fought uh, Kevin Owens. It was a good match. It was fun. All of that time. All those bits where he's fucking stunning this guy and this guy and this guy and he's doing his thing and the match is probably the match was like a 20 minute match. So they mm-hmm. gave him time to go. All that time could have been dedicated to someone else. Sure. Someone that they could be building up to be the next star, right. the next guy. Yeah, but they send like like their 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 pet project Austin Theory. They send him out there, and what does he do? He takes a fucking stunner. Like why? (laughs) You know, it's just it's you know uh, yeah yeah yeah. it's just shit like that. So move on. Let's move on. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. So uh, going in a completely different direction. (laughs) Video game news. Rockstar finally, finally giving us some information about the probably one of the most anticipated video games of all time. Yeah. GTA 6. Mostly anticipated because they've ta- they've waited so long. I mean, have you ever, ever, has there ever been a game with the lifespan of GTA 5? I mean, like World of Warcraft probably, but... Oh yeah, I guess true. Yeah, I mean that's. But that I mean that uh, that's. But a it was truth. built. It's, yeah, to be expansions. Yeah. And, you know. See, other. if GTA Five, if they just went back and they were like, it's just Grand Theft Auto now. It's not GTA Five with all these. It's like this is the game, and we're just going to expand on it from this point forward. I think less people would be upset. Yeah. And yeah, not yeah. be waiting for a sequel. Well, that was my theory. Um, I think like last year, or the year before that was like. It's been too long. Like they just yeah, it's been. To, yeah, it's been. They need to just move on and make the next one because we're in this this place of technology just being essentially add-ons and DLC and you know like these incremental updates. Um, they just need to make something called Grand Theft Auto and make it something that it's it's a singular game that they just keep adding stuff to over yeah. over the years. Make that game every 10 years, 10 years, mm-hmm. 10 to 15 years. Just make that the platform and work on that through the generations of console and PC, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, that would have made the most sense to me. But <clears throat> despite that, they've announced that they're going to make Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah. Officially Grand Theft Auto 6. Reportedly going to be in uh, Vice City. 
uh, return to Vice City. I'm yeah. assuming. Well, they said an unnamed Miami City, which is like uh, it's Vice City. It's Come Vice on, City. like yeah, yeah. What are we? Yeah, unless it's not, and it's like, but why would you do that? <laughs> why would you return no, no. to Miami? They're definitely doing Vice City again. Yeah. Um, I assume contemporary. I don't think it's going to be another like '80s I throwback. So. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a flashback or something where you're in the old school Vice City. But um, the big headline of this entire thing is that. Much like Grand Theft Auto V, you're going to have an option to play as multiple characters. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be set up as apparently a at least a duo, a Bonnie and Clyde, as, as they say, situation, uh, which obviously is going to be the first time you're able to play as a female protagonist in Grand Ever. Theft Auto. In the history yeah. of this franchise. Yeah. So, um, interesting. Interesting given... <laughs> Uh, the headlines I remember from when you know GTA Three came out and and everything beyond of it being you know this misogyny simulator, yeah, um, where you, where you can <laughs> misogyny simulator kill hookers and steal their money. Hey, hey, hey! There's sex work. Excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm using the verbiage of the time. I'm not saying that. I'm joking. My... I don't give a shit. No, <laughs> I care, Marco. <laughs> no, I, I mean care. they are sex workers, but they're also hookers. Okay. okay. <laughs> they were hookers in the game. They were, they were. You know, they were hooking. Yeah, they were hooking. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I don't know Sarah from the game. I don't know if she has an OnlyFans or not. You know, <laughs> she's just some. She was a. She was a hooker. Okay. On the on the streets. Yeah. You know. All right. That's, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine by me. Um, but it's funny to see that. Uh, it. How far this this game has sort of developed yeah uh in in a way in in sort of uh, i guess i can't say maturity yet because we don't know anything else about it but the fact that it's going to have a representation of you playing as a woman yeah um a hispanic woman apparently from from what it said in there yeah um double whammy (laughs) which i saw a tweet that that got me pretty good which is like anytime they announce or anytime that there's any piece of content with a Hispanic woman or a Hispanic person in it, and it's just like the worst, like most cliche Spanglish, you know, uh-huh. like it just injected terribly with, oh my abuelita, <laughs> oh yeah, when they like any kind of headline or something, yeah, and it, it's just so obvious, and I hope Rockstar doesn't go that route, yeah, uh, where it's it's very cringe and and not how actual, you know people speak oh yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. i'll be able to tell yeah i mean just hire like a well i mean even when they hire latin people they still write terrible fucking dialogue it's not them, them. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the it's the other writers in the room saying mm, other other people won't get that so <laughs> yeah we need to we need to reach across the aisle on this one you know, make sure everybody understands what you're saying chica chica Adios mijo. Adios mio. Well, sorry, mommy. This got announced and ejecto cito, cuz. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, there were opinions on because uh, because at first, the first announcement was that it's going to be that you'll be you'll be playing as a female protagonist. Mm-hmm. Then there was clarification that it was a Bonnie and Clyde situation, right? But before that came out, 
everyone was under the assumption that you would be playing as one character right and it would be a female character yeah and uh some people weren't happy about that to say the least yeah gta finally going woke because apparently Ugh. woke is now just anything that's not white americans white male white male americans that's it yeah. anything outside of that that's that's how that's how much that umbrella is covering of wokeness now. yeah woke is literally anything that's not a wh- straight white male sure. american yeah it's crazy well they got to stay in their place you know of course yeah. yeah yeah they Latina women, they got to stay in their place, and that's not in my Grand Theft Auto. I'll tell you what: <laughs> we didn't get we didn't get any information other than that the character was female. Yeah. How do you take anything from that? How I, I don't the like this. It's barely news, except for the fact that this franchise <laughs> has never used a, a, a female character. Other than that, it's barely news. Yeah. 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 Well, and, you know, I, th- I think it's something along the lines of the Black Superman controversy. Black Superman. Black Superman. In which there's a lot of people getting mad because they're saying, why is this changing? This has never been this way before. Yeah. This, you know, this game has never had that before. This movie, this franchise has never had that before. Why are we changing it? Yeah. And the simple answer is because they can. Yeah. the experience of Grand Theft Auto has never I mean unless it's speaking directly to uh, uh, a certain life experience or uh, uh, parodying something it's never been about specifically the male experience right you know right that doesn't matter you can you can have a Grand Theft Auto and play as a female character like that's totally in the realm of of possibility and it being totally fine. Mm. How does that how does that change anything for your experience other than the character being a female? Literally, yeah. like that's the only difference. Well, it's what's not, the, what's the problem? It's not like they are remaking GTA 5 with an all female cast. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're not taking the character that you love and going Trevor is now a woman. Right. You know. And even if they did, like that would be that would be a really interesting take. I don't know how it would work, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah. they're not even gender swapping any characters. They're just <laughs> introducing and this is the other thing. People people always say things like, I don't have a problem with, you know, a black character or a female character. It's just the fact that they they swap the characters that I love. I don't want a black Batman. I don't want a black Superman. I don't want to. I don't want to. You just make a new black superhero. Right. Okay. They're doing that. This is an all new character. Yeah. (laughs) So now what's the problem? Uh, Because they don't want to play as a woman. Right. Sorry. Right. I think that's it. I think we cracked it. Yeah. I think that's all it was. I I think I think that part I think also is is is. These 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 guys these 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 people, guys these guys these fucking guys the people who have a problem with it I think part of it is also they're worried about 
what themes will be explored when you use a female character. Yes, and also it interrupts their male power fantasy of, you know, being able to go on a shooting spree uh, or punch a cop or something, you know, like you can't do that as a chick. They're not going to believe that a female character can get out and just mollywop a cop right in the face. Right. Are there going to be male hookers? Ooh, (laughs) interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You go to like a male strip joint. Well, I mean, they're Bonnie and Clyde situations. So so they're they're in a committed relationship. We're assuming maybe, maybe are they going to fuck? Maybe. Do we get to see it? What if it's two-player co-op and you have sex with each <laughs> oh, other? you have to. <laughs> it's you and your boy on the, on the couch just like. You want to come in for no, some hot your, coffee? Dude, just put your. Oh, nice. <laughs> put your hand there, bro. Bro, you don't get it. Not What's there. the last time you had sex with a woman? Fast. Forget it. Forget it. Just, you know what? I'm not even in the mood. Anymore. I have a headache. I have a headache. I have a headache. Let's just, let's just go out to yeah. the streets and, and kill cops. It's it's sad, honestly. Yeah. When you yeah. see something like this get announced and like the first hundreds of comments are like, Oh, GTA's going woke and Get you know, woke, go broke. I just I, I don't know. At this point I don't even know what to what to make of it. Looks like it's gonna be the first GTA I don't buy. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. And you know what? A couple of years ago we talked about this on the show. Yeah. And uh I Admitted to <laughs> not not playing, uh-huh, not liking uh-huh. playing as female protagonists. Yeah, and it was because my reasoning at the time was because a lot of a lot of times in these games, especially when you spend you know multiple hours with this character, you kind of I don't like the idea of playing out a narrative already put in front of me. I like the idea of like I'm making these choices and okay. and I'm embodying this character. And it was harder for me at the time to to relate to a female protagonist and embody mm-hmm. that character. You prefer role-playing as a male. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I have since changed my stance on that. Okay. And you're not going to like this. <laughs> not you. You. Okay. But it was because of The Last of Us Part Two. Nice. That really um, changed my perspective on what it meant to play as a female character and what it just what it what it meant for me <clears throat> putting myself in the shoes of these characters cuz not only do you you play as two females in in that game which was again god forbid <laughs> that was such such a for a lot of people an insurmountable hill oh, it yeah. was just it was too much yeah. one maybe but the one who killed our beloved Joel, spoiler alert, Oof. if you haven't played the game. You got to put a spoiler ahead of time. <laughs> eh, I, I don't think I do. That game came out years ago. I guess. If you haven't seen the controversy on that at this point, it's like... I guess. They're, they are remaking the first one, though. And there's going to be an HBO TV show. So a lot of people may not know that happens. Yeah, fuck them. All right. I'll put... I'll put eh. Okay, don't angry tweet me. Yeah, yeah angry get, tweet get, me. Get fuck you. Guy. I don't care. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so... Yeah, that really that really, you know, changed my perspective on like what it meant to embody these characters and what it meant for what it meant from a storytelling aspect. Sure. And so, yeah, I've 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 changed my tune on that. Okay. You know. 
Not like I deserve any round of applause, but I'm going to put a round of applause here. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I edit the videos. Pat, pat your own so back. I'm going to pat myself. Yeah. No, I'm not going to put that in there. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, 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 uh, I'm looking forward to this. Especially, like, I was fine with the female protagonist. I was like, that's going to be fun. And then when I learned that it was a Bonnie and Clyde thing, I was like, that's going to be even more fun. Yeah. Because I fucking love the fact that it was a team of thieves and if they're going to continue that in any way shape or form i I don't see how they couldn't yeah i mean i know if the game is based around a couple of bank robbers again it would kind of be a retread which i don't think that they would do they've never done that well if it's a if it's a bonnie and clyde thing inherently you got to be like sticking up joints right they have to that's going to be the thing right that's yeah yeah they're a criminal couple yeah so, I mean, that could be cool. I'm just trying to think of, like, inherently Florida stuff <laughs> that they can yeah, do. Yeah, You know, like, will you be Math. able to, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. <laughs> we just end the show there. Meth. I wonder if you're going to be able to go more places, though. Like, will you be able to, like, take a boat to Cuba? Yeah. Um, well, now, because it's... The games are so they're so large now, and and I don't know how GTA Six isn't like a massive, massive game. Oh, it has to be. Can you drive up to Orlando and well, go on like roller coasters? And right. Stuff? I mean, if if it's gonna be as big, if it's gonna be even nearly as big as GTA Five, then it's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, you why of, wouldn't you be able to just travel from city to city like that? Yeah, because you you gotta think of they have to make some variety, uh, in Florida because Florida does have variety but not as much as california yeah um so yeah there's no you don't in florida you don't get mountaintops and then a a city and then beaches all at the same time you get a city and beaches that's it sure yeah yeah and the cities look pretty fucking similar so it's gonna be (laughs) yeah that's why you do a vice city and it works in that it's smaller yeah yeah it's like just Miami, yeah. basically, and that's that's okay because it's based around all of that and the culture of Miami. Yeah, but now that these games are so big, well, it's the eighties, like, yeah, the eighties, yeah, right, yeah, the eighties ra- yeah, rather is 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 the culture of the eighties, not the culture of Miami. Yeah, <clears throat> well, Miami in the eighties, sure, cocaine, but, cocaine. But if you, yeah, twenty twenty two, you've got if it, especially if it's set in present day, yeah, yeah, there's no way that you don't, you have to be able to go somewhere else yeah yeah you just have to <laughs> uh i i did see or i did read somewhere i should say that there is also rumor that there's going to be expansions like we were talking about actually like dlc that will expand upon the actual map yeah so that's cool that may be what we're talking about right now maybe like maybe it'll be a completely different state maybe you can like take a plane somewhere or something i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. go go back up to new york yeah or uh uh, New Orleans or something, you know, or revisit Los Santos. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um. There's not. There's. There's. There's not much else to to pull from this. No. You know, as far as like, I mean, it, it's so early in the process, or so early in development. It, them even leaking this information was probably not a good idea. If we're because I think if anything changes. Then it's either going to look like a it's going to look like a response to yeah the, the crowd response yeah and it, and 
I just, yeah, I think they probably should have just kept that information to themselves until they this were like a, further along the line. This is a very weird announcement. Like, it, it kind of trickled out, and I feel like it may have been, like, a leak, yeah. and they may have just, you know, cut it off uh, ahead of time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Or I maybe mean, they leaked it on purpose to see the response, to see how people would, would respond to a female protagonist. It could be. Because they know that this is a big deal, and they have to know that part of their fan base is just a bunch of scumbags. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, the thing is, their <coughs> their fan base is maybe the widest net you can. I said widest, not widest. <laughs> I thought you said widest. No, widest. The widest net. <laughs> the widest net. <laughs> uh, no, the the widest net you could possibly have of any video game ever. You know, so yeah. inherently, you're going to have some bad fish in your catch. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, some white fish in your catch. Some white fish. Yeah, whitefish is pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, obviously proud to see a Latina, Latina in in there. So, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. Nice. It's good, good representation. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, we'll check back in. You know, four years from now, and we'll let you <laughs> yeah. guys know how how it went. If that. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. Before we get out of here, you know what we guys have to do. <clears throat> We do it every week because we're going to end on a high note, no matter how negative the rest of this shit is. <laughs> it's now time for the cheers of the week. So, Obi. I have no beer in here. I know I have very little. Yeah. We can't cheers with no beer. Yeah, no, we can't cheers with no beer. Well, go on. <laughs> well, go on then. Do you have anything to promote? Do you want me to, to vamp for anything you, you want the people to know? Anything to promote? I, I, I got nothing. I haven't done anything. Hmm. What do I need to promote? Marco's got nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. Um, Where am I grabbing out of here? I don't know. Whatever. <clears throat> You'll figure it out. Ugh. Ooh. Bring, bring them back. Good choice. Bring it back. Bring it back. Oh, robust. Yeah. The pops porter from Winwood Brewing, which we had on the show before. We got a couple of these guys hanging out. Speaking of Miami, yeah, yeah. <laughs> topical. And so this was the perfect beer to do for our cheers of the week. Really and so, is. back at it, Obi. What's your cheers of the week? My cheers of the week, my friend, uh, goes to actually a game I already mentioned before, but I thought it was apt to do it yet again because I actually just beat it. Ooh. Uh, that would be Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Uh, if you did not tune into that episode, shame on you. Shame on you. Um, shame on you. <laughs> but, hey. Um, you can't hide. Uh, I just need to reiterate, really, really interesting game that's a throwback to sort of point-and-click adventures, uh, RPGs of old. Um, just a really interesting, deep, uh, uh, complex, morally complex 
it's almost hard to describe in 2022 because it is such a throwback. Like it's it, it's a little bit of a uh, like a, a a motion comic in a way, hmm. but you move around and uh, you you pick up stuff that you need to use later, and you have to. You're a detective, so you also have to like interview people, but you have this inter- internal monologue talking to you the entire time. You're like kind of crazy. Um, you're also like this this terrible drunk. And so like there's so much going on internally and externally in this world where you're trying to solve a murder yeah. uh, the entire way through. But there's tons of, of, of like political intrigue and and other crimes that come up that you can optionally solve that only flesh out the world more. And it is just a wholly unique game that I can recommend to the vast majority of you guys. So check it out, Disco Elysium, uh, high recommendations. I want to go back and replay it because there's some stuff I didn't complete the All first right. time around, but awesome. Great game. That's a resounding uh, endorsement of the game. It is. Definitely want to watch it, or watch it, play it. Yes. Definitely going to play it. All right, my choose of the week. I had a couple of things, a couple of cool things that I was uh, – that was into or doing or that I wanted to do for cheers. <sighs> There's somebody here that really loves that sound and somebody <laughs> here that really hates that sound. This is uh, ASMR one beer in. My cheers of the week is going to Rick James, bitch. Timely. <sighs> yeah. Well, so... When I was younger, I was like, I had this weird thing for, for a couple of years where I was just like really obsessed with Rick James. <laughs> okay. I just thought, it, I just was like, this guy is, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it, it was. It, it was part of like all of this music that I was discovering at the time mm. and doing like this deep dive into funk music. Yeah, so you found funk? Yes, basically. Yeah. And Rick James was like, uh, because he, when I was a kid, he was already, I mean, obviously he was already huge, massive um legendary status but then he he had the thing on Chappelle's show sure. which kind of like reinvigorated people's interest in him and all yeah. this stuff and uh <clears throat> so i had this thing where i was just like i just you know and uh so i i know his i know his music pretty well and the other day i just re-listened to street songs his first album hmm. it's a certified masterpiece it's it's I think it doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Yeah. And I've been debating on doing either a TikTok series or like re, re reopening up my Instagram page and, and start talking about like forgotten classics, like albums that I think pe- more people should be talking about. Yeah. Street Songs is one of them. I don't see it on nearly enough lists of like not. I mean, obviously it pops up on like 80s greatest, but it, sure. I think it deserves to be on like just straight up greatest albums of all time. I think it's it's not as good as like off the wall, but I put it in the same tier or maybe just a like a half tier below. Sure. It's a funk masterpiece. It starts off with Give It To Me Baby. That's the lead song. Then you get Mr. Not, this isn't in order, but the songs that are on it, you got Mr. Policeman, one of the first songs 
in the history of, of popular music to talk about police brutality. Mm-hmm. You've got in the ghetto or ghetto life rather. Yeah. Another like like just a masterful certified hood classic. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it, you got Fire and Desire, one of the best duets between him and Tina Marie when she was at the height of her powers. Right. And then it also has Super Freak on it. If you didn't if you weren't if you weren't convinced enough with all of those other songs, you got Super Freak I on mean, it. I mean, his two biggest songs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it is Street Songs is basically just a, a Rick James greatest hits. Yeah. It it has all of his all of his best songs on there. It's it's and this just it just rolls one after the other and and the song right like you have to you have to realize like it wasn't commonplace to talk the way he talked and yeah. talked about the stuff that he talked about until he did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is a he is a pioneer of like just just sweaty, you know, like we're just we're talking about bumping uglies, man. I don't give a shit. There's yeah. no subtlety in these no, songs, you no. know. Rick James, give me that many funk, things. that sweet, that nasty, that funky stuff. <laughs> it's not subtle, not yeah. subtle at all. Yeah, and so uh, you know. It, I, I I I just it's, I just stumbled on it again, and I've listened to it like three or four times in a row, and uh, so yeah, my cheers is to the great Rick James. Rest nice. in peace. Nice. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that one. I'll be honest with you. I've only listened to, uh, you know, an assortment of his classics. I haven't listened to the an album all the way through. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna do it. All right. All right. All right, so we got through it, but we can't finish until we give our review of these brewskis. So, why, why from, did you do that? So, oh yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, sorry. Why did you do that? <laughs> well, we're not going to drink out of it, but I know. I know. From Atlas Brew Works, it is the District Common Craft Lager. Obi, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was very, very crisp. Very flavor filled. Flavor filled. Um, a pretty good balance of those two. Um, I feel like a very good, very good. Uh, like, mm. I'd say grilling beer. Oh yeah, it's out, a grilling beer out in the hot sun. Mm-hmm. When you want something with a little more, a little more flavor in there than your your big light beers, for instance, mm-hmm. I would grab this guy. Um, I will say a, just a. a a hint too malty for my taste. Hmm. Just a hint, just a little, a little bit, just a little bit. But that being said, still a great beer, uh, in my opinion, one of the stronger um, loggers I think we've had on the show. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. A four and a half. Enjoyed <coughs> it very much. All right. Ugh. That pops, Porter, baby. I'm gonna give it a four, straight up four. Nice, <clears throat> crispy boy. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing outside the box. I think my, I don't know the price point on this because they were fortunately a gift from Spencer. Thank, Thank you, you again. Spencer. Love we you. Love you. Uh, but if I did know it and it was affordable, because craft lager scares me. Yeah, makes me think that they're overcharging for these guys. Yeah, me too. I mean. Yes, the f- red flag immediately yeah. when when you call anything a craft something. Yeah, 
Uh, it's like this is an artisan. Like, mm, yeah, okay. I mean, how I, much do I have to spend on it? They they do pay a lot of attention to detail with their branding and stuff. I like what they're playing with here. Mm-hmm. Um, like the pairing, that's fun. Yeah. I always love when a when a brewery is like, this is what this would go well with I for like sure. Um, I do <laughs> think it is also leads me to believe this may be a bit more expensive. Yeah, but that has no bearing on my score. I'm saying if it was affordable, I would may bump up the score a little bit because it's just that's, you know, it's really good. Yeah. And if you could get it at a decent price, like a regular, you know, retail store bought beer. Sure. I think I think I would bump it up to like four and a half. Yeah. But as it stands, just based purely on the beer itself, light, crispy guy, you know, falls in line with with, you know, most of like the the decent lagers that I've yeah. had. What you expect from a lager. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Like to know good what other, uh, what else they got. What yeah, I'm definitely in interested works. in what else the brew uh, works. Atlas has. Yeah, because uh, this is a good, good little uh, first impression. Yeah, yeah. So if we find ourselves up there, which I'll be up there, I'll be close to there, at some point. Well, I'm going to Spencer's wedding. Congratulations, oh. by the way. <laughs> oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll be in Virginia, mm. which I don't know how close we'll be to D.C. I haven't looked at it. That's close. That's close. I don't know. I don't know things. <laughs> it's close. Yeah, I know yeah. it's close, but I'm saying, like, I don't know how close yeah. we would be to, like, and how long I'm going to be out there. I don't know. A lot of stuff up in the air. Well, so. you just remind him on his wedding day to bring some beer for you. Ah, uh, yeah. that Yeah. 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 That go. seems reasonable. I think so. Yeah. I think so. All right. <clears throat> so a four for me and a four and a half for you, good sir. Do you think we got it? I know we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Beer In Podcast. For myself, Marco Dupa, and for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, buddy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. And always, always, always have a beautiful evening. We love you.